Rusty Quill presents. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is a pre-recorded message from Professor Ryan of Bunker A12. This is a public broadcast to any survivors out there. Over the last few months, I have been sharing with you the story of two brothers who found themselves plunged into a world of nightmares. Our world. Right now, I too am in that world and I endeavour to find answers in the wreckage. To discover a way forward. A way home. As always, I advise listener discretion going forward. Welcome back, survivors. Things have settled down here a little more since the last broadcast. I know you may have been expecting Jess to open this instalment, but she's handed it over to me for today whilst she sorts something out. I've heard off Elliot and Ryan. They're just sorting themselves out and they'll be ready to transmit shortly. It'll be live, so I can't filter whatever happens, just in case. I wanted to use this opportunity to explain something to you about the rift, and Roman, and the bunker. Something is happening and I've not been able to discuss it with Roman yet, mainly because it's quite difficult to catch him at a time where he's present and coherent and even then I'm lucky if he's not already talking to Elliot. He seems to have found a way to activate the broadcast from the array we've connected to the compromised corridor where the rift resides. This alarmed me at first but the more I thought about it the more it started to make sense. Every time there's some sort of activation of a rift or weaker connection between the versions as Claire called them there's some sort of interference in our radio and recording equipment. This is evidenced in Elliot and Roman's earlier recordings and our earlier exposures to the compromised area. I believe that whatever has happened to Roman, this... merging that seems to have taken place has clearly connected him to the rifts and therefore granted him some control over the influences they have on our world. The extent of this power is unknown to us as of yet and it would appear as though it is to Roman as well. This is the subject of the matter I wish to discuss with you today. And Roman, if you're listening, you and I can talk about this afterwards. I saw a shadow. We've got cameras set up in the quarantined area, and between the bouts of static, there was a shadow that flickered into existence just outside of the rift. 
Unfortunately, it's quite dark in there, tendrils having seeped out of the rift and wrapped their way around the lights, but I knew it was a shadow person the moment I saw it. I'm sure you all know me well enough by now, survivors, that I couldn't resist the urge to go in take a look for myself. The breech suit is becoming a second skin for me at this point, although if it wasn't for those damn spores, I don't think I'd need it. Better not take any risks, though, I suppose. Admittedly, it's getting more and more difficult to actually enter the site safely. Between the nest-like growths and the creeping tendrils, the improvised air gap tent is becoming increasingly less effective. It's functioning for now, though, and I'm monitoring the situation. No one in A12 is at risk, I assure you. In regards to the shadow and my visit to the rift, I had to linger there for a while, but I was able to witness it in person. From the timings, I believe it was around the same time Ryan had his close encounter with what Elliot refers to as the Gorgon. Roman wasn't present the entire time, so I had no way of communicating with him, but the shadow behaved quite curiously. It appeared to be a man of medium build. Hard to tell, but I believe he had a beard. Although his clothes were difficult to make out, it was clear he was wearing some sort of overcoat and many layers underneath. The figure stood up, facing in toward the rift, and gesturing as though in conversation. At one point he appeared to reach out as though to put his arms around someone, although there was no one there to receive the kindness. Following this, it returned to a neutral position, made a minimal waving gesture and flickered out of existence. What's interesting is that none of its actions were repeated and in the footage recorded previously, the shadow was facing the other direction and performed none of the same actions. In fact, it seemed to be observing more than anything else. Now, you know, I don't like to jump to conclusions, survivors, but it's pertinent to mention the possibility that this shadow figure could in fact be Roman. I'll need to broach the subject with Elliot once he's on, although I'm unsure how he'll take it. What this means for the future, I'm not sure. And it seems as though Roman is oblivious to the existence of the shadow figure. If it's true, what we've learned, though, about them being echoes of people in other versions of our world, then it stands to reason that this could, in fact, be Roman. And if it is indeed him, then this is his echo in this world, and perhaps Roman is still alive, still present, somewhere out there. I'll keep tabs on such matters and report back when I know more. Right, let's see if Elliot and Ryan are ready. Come in. Come in. Ryan. Elliot. Do you read? Over. Good timing, George. We're on the last little bit of the journey. We're on the road again now, but we had just stopped to have a quick look at the school from a distance first through the binoculars. Get a bit of an idea of what we can expect. Excellent. How'd it look from outside? It's interesting. On a normal day, I'd say there were only a few standout things about the building. I might only go as far as to suggest that the school had some sort of event going on that warranted a slight change in appearance. But other than that, it seemed relatively normal. Whereas most of the buildings we've come across fall somewhere between unkempt and somewhat overgrown with plant life to completely destroyed and deteriorated. This school looked pristine. I'd argue it's in perhaps better condition than it was before the event that seems to have doomed us all, bar a worrisome few. There was a set of large iron gates built into some equally intimidating fences that surround the grounds of the school. From those gates there was a driveway that curved a little around the main building. It's an old one, I'd say late Victorian by the looks of the architecture. Not that I'm a professional on the matter, but it certainly had all the obvious signs of it. 
There were no overgrown sections, though. Nothing that looked even a centimetre out of place. The surrounding gardens and land are well maintained, and the place as a whole looks like something out of a film set. The whole time we were observing the area, we didn't once see anyone outside, though. However, movement could clearly be seen inside in numerous sections of the building, though from that distance it was impossible to make out what these people looked like. No way of telling if they wore the same garb as the cultists or not. We're heading down the bank now that leads to the school. I'm hoping that if the place is as well kept as it is, then perhaps the people inside aren't as barbaric as perhaps others that we've encountered. Although that's a long shot for sure. Just bear with us one second, things are... Well, about to get interesting here, I believe. How so? Didn't expect to see someone wandering out here. Heading to the school. Well, looks like you are too. Got an uninitiated in there with you. Um, yeah. Thought as much. Only one road leads to St. Eelfees in either direction. And I don't think someone like you would be going past someone so unique without at least popping in now, do you? Right. You are... Don't worry. I know you're not like them. Me either. What do you mean? Ah, come on, man. You know what I mean, surely. Look, things are pretty dire, and I'm not a fan of making matters worse for everyone unfortunate enough to still be alive out here. It's clear you've not replaced your markings in a few days. Harder to tell far away, but up this close, you're not fooling anyone. Plus, there's no way you'd have an uninitiated riding up front in the cab with you. So that in itself is a dead giveaway. Oh, shit, sorry. The name's Jackson, by the way. Jackson Morgan. Elliot, I mean, fuck. (sighs) Yeah, it's Elliot. Fake name, right? You're using a fake name. Funny, when identity isn't really a thing anymore. It's a long story. So, why are you heading to the school if you're not like them? Surely you'd want to be heading away. Give me a lift and I'll tell you. How's that? Elliot, I'm... How do I know I can trust you? You don't. I mean, like, seriously, there's nothing I can do right now to prove it to you. People always do that, don't they? They're like, prove that I can trust you. And then the person does some weird token gesture or says something profound and then everyone's like, Ooh, good point. Except, there's nothing. Everything has gone to shit. The world is deteriorating around us. And there's some freaking ass monsters flying around trying to assimilate us into them. There's nothing I can say to you other than I'm not like them. But I want to know more. And the school is the quickest way to do that, I figure. I thought you weren't going to say until I agreed to give you a lift. Oh, (laughs) there's more than just that. One thing, Survivor, before you get in. Wait, hold on. No way. Don't wander in the dark, right? (laughs) Oh, I'd recognize that voice anywhere. Well, I never expected fame out here, but it seems like everyone I've encountered has been listening. Been a good while since I listened. 
but you're kind of a celebrity around here, Professor. Only thing keeping a lot of people going. I do what I can. What do you think, Elliot? Oh, holy shit! How did I not click in before? You're Elliot. The Elliot. Mind fucking blown! Jesus Christ, what are the chances? I mean, I only heard up to where you guys were in the forest or something. But holy shit, it's you, isn't it? Where's Roman? I... He's back at the bunker. (sighs) All right, all right. So, how about that lift? Got any weapons on you? Nope. Feel free to check, though. Yeah, all right, you're good. That's a nasty-looking spear you've got there. I haven't had to use it in a while, but you know how it is. Oh, certainly. It's the threat of the thing more than the thing itself. Although, I'm surprised the group you were with would let you have something so lethal. Usually their weapons are just for maiming. Yeah, this one I kept to myself. If I'm going to have to use this on something out here, I want it to be over quickly. Yeah, don't blame you. I've seen way too many people suffering unnecessarily from some barbaric weaponry. Come on then, hop in. Jackson, you should know that this is all being broadcast right now. Say what? Jesus. Right, okay... Kind of wish I'd known. So, come on then. Why are you going to the school? Knowledge. I've got to know what's going on. I tried it your way. Pretending, sneaking into other groups. It doesn't work. And I know there's people in there who know a damn sight more than me. Whatever is going on for this new world they all keep harping on about, I need to know. Even if I'm not a part of it, I don't care. If there's nothing else out here for me, and there's no place in the new order of things for people like me, then fine. So be it. I just gotta know. Well, that's as good a reason as any, I suppose, but you don't have to forfeit your life for it, Jackson. Well... What else is out there for me? And isn't that all you guys are doing as well? I mean, it's pretty obvious you're not heading there for some initiation into the Order of the Spiraling Star. And so what are you after? Knowledge. Just like you. Except we believe we can do something about the dire situation we find ourselves in. There's a chance we've got to try. Surely you agree with that? Like I said, there's nothing out here for me lost every person I ever cared about, and everything I was ever a part of is long gone. Look, I don't want to get caught up in whatever grand plan you have going into there. Some people still believe in your message of hope, Ryan. I know I did for a good while, but there's only so long that can keep you going. If your followers want to keep believing in that, sure, they can go right ahead.
but I've seen what these people can do, and so have you, Elliot. Jesus, I'm surprised you're even going along with this. If there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. Look, let's get there, and then we can go our separate ways. Alright? I won't interfere with you, or whatever you've got planned. We haven't got anything planned. Woe to you, then. Do you read me? Over. Sorry, George. Yeah, we're here. Just arriving, actually. Listen, what you said about that shadow figure. Yeah, he has a beard and a big overcoat. Long one, down to his knees. <laughs> the overcoat, that is. It was freezing last time we were together, remember? I used to think that the shadows were people who died. I thought so, too. There's hope yet, Elliot. Is he talking about... Yeah. Perhaps she knows more about it, then. You ready, Ryan? No, but I didn't come all this way to turn around again. (sighs) Alright. I suppose we ring this bell, right? Actually, no. Not unless you want to go summoning all those creatures lurking in the shadows over there. Well, what then? These gates are locked up and I don't think they're going to see us standing all the way at the end of this massive drive, are they? Here's another perk of giving me a lift for this last little leg of the journey. I know a much better way in. Apparently, if you follow this fence around to these houses here, there's a way through from the third house down. Something about the resident who lived there before all this, cutting through the iron bars once and never letting the school know. But now it's all rusted away, so we should be able to fit through. I don't mean to pry, Jackson, but how exactly do you know all of this? The group I was with before. Bit like you were, Elliot. Some of them had come from here. All it took was a bit of listening from my part. A lowly cultist like me wasn't privy to such information. But when your ears are sharp like ours, that doesn't matter so much. Glad to know it's not just me who's been living like that. Oh, yeah, I I totally know where you're coming from, Elliot. Oh, fuck. Chill, chill. All right, let's go. We've got this, bro. Roman! What the hell is going on? I'll explain afterwards, Jackson. This all pretty normal for you, right? It is now. Whatever normal means to anyone. Too right. That's his brother, isn't it? It is indeed. Sounds like a little more than just back at A12. I'll tell you about it later. This the right garden? Uh, yeah, should be. It's a long story, Jackson. He's still alive and doing fine, though. That's all you need to know right now. Let's focus on getting it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, No worries. Okay, here we are. Excellent. Now, remember, we're not here to be hostile, so let's just enter with our hands empty. But we can't let our guards down still, alright? We've got to be careful here, Ryan. Looks like here's our way in. Oh, I'm glad we've got you with us, Jackson. What the? 
Oh, oh, you're fucking kidding me. Jackson, Jackson, you prick, open up the fucking door. What in the blazes do you think you're doing, you little bastard? Fuck. Jackson. Oh, fucking Jackson. Oh, fuck. <sighs> Ryan? Elliot? What's going on? That fucker has locked us in somewhere, hasn't he? God. <sighs> God damn it. I-, I knew you shouldn't have trusted him. Oh, yeah, thanks for fucking piping up about that, George. Jesus. Not exactly something I could say privately to you, is it, Elliot? Yeah, well... Oh, sorry, yeah. Fuck, you've got a point, okay? God damn it, I can't see a pissing thing in here. Hold on. Man, I'm glad you came prepared. Where the fuck are we? Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Not one of those. No, 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 please, not... Not those... so much to our generous Patreon subscribers who have helped me to continue making and improving the show. Finny, Grumpy Koi, Maddie, Cold K, Ty, Eileen, Karen, PJ, Return Descender, MJ Van Steenberg, Mech G, James, Sai, and Bo. Thank you all so much. Wake of Corrosion was written, directed, and produced by Sean Pellington and is part of the Rusty Quill Network. With voice acting from Kieran Walsh as Professor Ryan, Sean Pellington as Elliot, Lee Pellington as Roman, George Worrell as Jackson, Phil Jankowskis as George. Intro theme, Phantasm, and outro theme, Shadowlands 5 Antichamber, were created by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. Both pieces are reduced from their originals with fade-out effects, character voiceover, and radiostatic effects. Morse code SFX from morsecode.world, courtesy of Stephen C. Phillips. Full credits and transcripts can be found at wakeofcorrosion.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, don't wander in the dark.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.